we're right. obviously starting this off really well. So <laughs> we're not awkward at all. That's Brittany. Hi. <laughs> I'm Megan. And this is hopefully not the last episode, but the definitely the first definitely episode the first <laughs> of hopefully our podcast. Not the last. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Well we're here. we should introduce yes, it, you know. Yes, like, we should, yeah. we should. Um, this is Tales of Two Cities. This is a podcast that's focused on historical and oddities around the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, it's like a travel history podcast. We both really like um, like weird stories from around, and we both like to travel and see new things and learn new things, so... Yeah. And we're best friends, so we thought, what better way to use our time than to to waste away these talk years to of each our other lives. on a radio show? <laughs> <laughs> so the goal is to each week come forth. Each week. Well, each whenever. Okay. Each yeah. podcast, I guess. I mean, don't get it. Well, what a commitment. What, no hope. No, no, no. Each week, right? Each week, each week totally. Yes. We're gonna be a success. For sure. Each week we'll come with new stories mm -hmm. that neither of us know the topic of the others so all, complete surprise complete all, surprise all we're gonna tell each other is what city our story is in so that we're not doing the same thing correct but that's it yeah and I'm probably gonna tend to more of the supernatural weird side of it and from what you'll learn from Megan is she is not a believer in that stuff so we're, we're gonna make her a believer by the end <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see you're gonna hear that Jesus. It okay. picks up a lot. That's okay. why I asked you if you were finished with it. Brittany, we're going to oh. come back to it later. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm taking off fake nails from Rite Aid. They're really cool. So cool. Way. Got so many compliments. They lasted for two weeks. PSA, Rite Aid. Our first sponsor. She just burped. Sorry. <laughs> I'm drinking Victory Golden Monkey beer. So, so good. Yeah. So good. You're going to get lit. I'm gonna get lit I won't before tell, my story. I won't tell people what time of day it is. No, that would be embarrassing. No. Sun's not out anymore. So <laughs> it's midnight. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice March evening. <laughs> it's not a Saturday late <laughs> afternoon. No, absolutely not. No. no. Okay, so do you want to start? Sure. So, you ready? I'm ready. Saddle I've been waiting. She has been <laughs> trying to tell me what her story is all week, and I kept telling her the whole point of this is that it's a surprise, and she has been trying to tell me all week. Like, she kept saying, I want to tell you, I want to tell you. She had to tell some of her other friends the story because she I couldn't keep, keep it in. I can't keep a secret. I couldn't hold no, it in. you can't lie or keep a secret. Yeah, so hopefully it's a good one, and I'm not the only one who cares. So. Okay. Where does your story fun. begin? My story... <laughs> As you know, comes from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, okay. Where the aquarium is. Hard Rock Cafe. Literally, my first note is that it is the home of the National Aquarium. Where I will be in a month. What? Alyssa's bachelor party is at the Baltimore Aquarium. Wait, it's at the aquarium? Like we're going to the aquarium for the Shut day. up. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? Um, the last time I was at the aquarium and the only time I was in Baltimore was when I was seven. Okay. Which is over 20 years ago. Okay. But um, it was awesome, but now I think it's even more awesome. Okay. They have this new um, 
living seashore exhibit with touch pools. So hopefully you get to experience that. Okay. Just don't get stung by a stingray. Baltimore Aquarium does not sponsor us, by the way. No. If they, they want to, they can. But They totally can. It's called the <laughs> National Aquarium oh, in Baltimore. National Aquarium in Baltimore. Yeah, like if you don't get their name right, they're definitely not going to sponsor <laughs> Not off to a good start no. on episode <laughs> So back to, they are currently working on a dolphin sanctuary, and it'll be the first in North America. Oh, wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be there when I go. We can dream. I'll take pictures. Yeah. And also, the other thing I saw was they had this big sea turtle, and her name was Calypso, and all these people who were staffs, like, had these sweet, really heartwarming stories, and she's dead, so... Wait, I thought sea, I thought sea turtles last for, like, 250, 300 years. She lived about 22 years. That seems young. I don't... Okay. I don't I'm know. Maybe I'm thinking of alligators. You know, like, I had to research a different story, so I didn't go deep into sea turtles, but I think you're right. I think it might be tortoises. Oh, like the Galapagos. That lived for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, okay. her oh. name was Calypso, and she was like friendly with everybody, and she's gone. So when you go, you won't get to see her. Rest so in peace, Calypso. That's kind of Maybe they have a more memorial for her or something. Yeah. So I actually wasn't going to like start by talking about the aquarium, but you brought it up, so we, we got that out of the way. Okay. <laughs> Where I really wanted to begin was Baltimore's nicknames. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's called Charm City. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I thought they have a high crime rate. (laughs) That doesn't mean they're not charming. Okay. It's charming crime. The city that reads. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And the city that believes. Ooh. Those were the nicknames I found. Um, There might be more, but that's that's what I got. On um, the Visit Baltimore website, while I was looking at it, I found some cool things. Um, When there's a broken link, like if you click on the page and the link won't go somewhere, it actually takes you to um, a picture of a raven. And it says, once upon a midnight dreary, this page left the website weak and weary. Wait, every every web link that's broken? That's broken, yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, Baltimore, fix your page. (laughs) Um, uh, Some other facts. Um, Their inner harbor, which has, um, you can visit and actually tour some ships. Um, It was once the second leading port of entry for immigrants to the United States. Oh. Mm -hmm. After New York, it was Baltimore. Cool. Mm -hmm. And um, in their inner harbor... They have the last Civil War era vessel still floating, and you can tour it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it must be sturdy enough. Yeah. For that, I suppose. But I thought that was interesting. Um, it's also called the City of Monuments because they have more public statues and monuments per capita than any U.S. city. Even, even after like Washington D.C. Even before Washington D.C. I, That's what the facts it, say. It must be. <laughs> Here's one that you'll like. Okay. The Ouija board was invented here. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And the location is now a 7-Eleven. Where it was invented? Mm-hmm. So what, you can go get invented? a Slurpee. And a Ouija board? You know what? I didn't write that down. <laughs> but the inventor's grave is like a stone Ouija board. Cool. Is that in Baltimore? No, that's not cool. Yes, it is. Ew, no. 
Scary. Could you imagine if just, like, the birds are, like, on the stone thing and accidentally, like, summon a demon? Oh, I'm sorry. I said the D word. Ugh. You'll learn that Megan doesn't like the D word and we're not allowed to use it, so there's that. Yeah, not dick, but the other <laughs> one, just to be clear. Um, yeah, I don't like that. Also, another thing, apparently, um, people in Baltimore think they're the only people that say hun, like H-O-N, instead of full-on honey. Like, it's like a thing in Baltimore. I don't know that they think they're the only people. That's offensive. If we have people who ever listen to us from Baltimore, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying that, like... You'll learn we also have no filters, so... None. So, apologizing like, ahead of time. I do think you're special, but I also think you need to, like, take a step back from the word hun... Because that's, like, that's a general abbreviation. People say that where we live, too. Yeah. Pretty sure you say it. I do. I don't say it, because... When I get drunk and it slips out, like, it's not, like, common tongue for me to say it, but I... No, but, like, I've heard you say it, and, like... I think I've called you it before, and you were, like, ew. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I have a cousin who always says it like that, like, hun, and, like, she writes it on Facebook when she's talking to you, hun, like, oh, hun, what can I do for you? Well, at least it's not H-O-N. Like, you don't have to be able to go hon. No, that's what it is. It's hon. Edit, edit. Jesus. <laughs> now you're really insulting the people of Baltimore. <laughs> I'm not going to have any listeners. No. Okay. Okay, so those are my facts. Now, tourism. Lots of things to do in Baltimore, obviously, including the National Aquarium, touring the Inner Harbor. But um, the Preakness Stakes every year is held in Baltimore. What is that? That is one of the Triple Crown horse races. Oh, mm-hmm. kind of like I think the it's the second Derby one. Type yeah. Thing? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So cool. it's the Preakness, the the Belmont Stakes, and the Kentucky Derby. Okay. I don't know what order they're in. Can I just tell you for a second? What? Have you ever watched the Kentucky Derby? Yes. Okay. Is it just me, or like, is there a huge hype, and then it's literally like two seconds? Two seconds. Yeah. I no, didn't it know is. that. I watched it one year. I think you were with when I watched it the one time. I could have been. And I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is so exciting, and then it literally was two seconds. And I was like, wow. It's really all this short. hype for mm-hmm. nothing. Those people get all dressed up with their big hats for five minutes. I mean, like, they do things all day, but, like, the derby itself is extremely brief. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. true. Okay. So. Um, yeah. So then we also have, of course, the two big old sports teams, the Ravens and the Orioles. Shout out to Jesse Carroll. Those are his teams. Uh, yeah let's use his like first and last name like we're not going to share our information but yeah our friend jesse from maryland loves the ravens yeah he does yeah (laughs) shout out to jesse (laughs) then um oh eat some blue crabs they're very proud of their maryland blue crabs okay i like me some blue crabs they're just a lot of work don't be too sad about that yeah uh (laughs) Here are, there is also um, 18 miniature unexplained death scheme dioramas in the Maryland Medical Examiner's office, and they use them for teaching, but somebody just, like, went and made these little dioramas, and, like, you can look at them online, of, like, crime scenes, and, like, that no one has solved, and you can, like, look at them and try to figure out, like, what... What happened? Yeah. I don't... Uh, it's weird. I don't know. Okay. I wrote it down because it was weird, and this podcast is supposed to be about weird. things that are weird. So, do they, do they know who created them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you meant yeah, it, they yeah. Just, like, showed up. I guess, I guess, I, 
I didn't prepare my facts in detail. Okay. Next time, I'll be well, better. Well, now prepared. we know. It's a learning curve. Now we know. Yeah, you guys we know. Have to bear with us through the first couple episodes. Yeah, we're, we're new at this. Yeah, we had to get better with our facts. So because like I wasn't prepared for all of your follow up questions, so I was just like, well, just know that I'm gonna ask probably a lot of follow up. Well, now I know. Like I would have given you a break, but you wouldn't do the same for me. <laughs> um, there's also. There was this guy, I did write his name down because it was funny. He was a doctor, and his name was Augustus Gloom. Like Augustus Gloom? Yes! <laughs> I knew you would love it. <laughs> and he, there's this place called Dr. Gloom's Crypt of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. And he has all these, like, weird, disgusting things in there. Like, there's this thing called the Fiji Mermaid, and, like, little thing, like, shrunken heads, or, like, weird, like, cool. like a vampire, and, like... <sighs> Yeah, wow. Different things appeal to us. (laughs) You'll learn we're also, like we say in our podcast, we are two parts of a human yin-yang. Yeah, we're like the same, but also... Very different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Augustus Gloom. Augustus Gloom. Mm Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, my last attraction is this place called The Book Thing. And it's just this giant free library. Like, you don't have to check things out. Like, you just go in there and you take a book. I don't know what the quality of the books that you find there is. Because, like, you know how, like, when you go to, like, free libraries, it's always, like, weird. Like, like shitty books that yeah, people just yeah, discard? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a reason they're there. I don't know if it's like that or not. But okay. It, it like exists. Like a goodwill. Like a goodwill. Yeah, library. and, like, Baltimore has a lot of... Um, um, other free libraries. Oh, the book thing isn't a huge free library. It's a huge free bookstore staffed by volunteers. So you can like take them, but they do have free libraries. They have a lot of libraries because it's the city that reads. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm ready. It's time. It, it is time <laughs> <laughs> for my story. What is it? What is it? What is it? I am going to tell you about the mysterious death of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Where would the first story told by a lit snob be if it wasn't Edgar Allan Poe? Edgar Allan Poe. So. Wow. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let me paint okay. a picture for you. Oh, paint it. <laughs> On October 3rd, 1849. Dun-dun-dun. They were in math class, and somebody asked, what day is it? (laughs) It's October 3rd. Okay. Okay. And it was raining. And, like, all these articles were like, it was a gloomy day in Baltimore. The mist hung in the air. People's boots made sucking noises on the ground. Everybody was dressed in black and white. Like Yes. Just, like. They weren't in color. They were just no, black and white. It was, color didn't exist. It was, it was a dreary, dreary day. Like, what, out of a post story. Okay. Of course. Of course. So. Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, this bloke named Joseph Walker, who was a compositor for the Baltimore Sun. Do you know what a compositor is? Did he make pictures? No. This Good guess, is though. half of the human union. She's lit snob and I am illiterate. No, well, I'm not I didn't know what a compositor was. I looked it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I no, I didn't know. That. That's why I'm asking you okay, so that no, we can I do like a fun fact. No. So it's actually the person who like sets the type Ooh. back then when they had to like set up the whole page to like 
Yeah. To print it? Yeah. So Joseph Walker, he had a really important job. And he worked for the Baltimore Sun, which is a paper that, you know, still exists. So that's cool. So he goes to this pub called Gunner's Hall. No! Definitely named after your dog. Um, yes. (laughs) He was around back then. Yes. So Gunner's Hall was a pub that was also a pop-up polling location. Okay. So since it was election day, um, people were going there to vote. And Mr. Walker, and when he goes there, he finds a man laying in the gutter, half conscious, and he's, like, dressed really weird, and, like, he's muttering things, and, like, he's, like, you know, like, I don't know, I want to say Charlie out of It's Always (laughs) Philadelphia (laughs) is what I'm picturing. It's the perfect picture, okay. (laughs) So, like, he's just, like, he's just an absolute mess. And Joseph looks at him, like, oh, is this guy okay? And, um... He's like, oh, shit, that's Edgar Allan Poe. Because Poe wasn't, like, one of those artists who was, like, not famous during their lifetime. Like, he was pretty popular. Yeah, Yeah, like, people knew who he was. They were reading his stories. He didn't ever make a lot of money because, like, copyright wasn't a thing, much of a thing at the time. So, like, for example, I'm pretty sure he only made $15 for The Raven. Which, like, I mean, come on. If he wrote The Raven today... I mean, everyone would hate it today, but (laughs) (laughs) if he wrote The Raven today and people still had the same, like, interests. I wonder how much $15. Honestly, it wasn't. It was more, but not much. Okay. I didn't, I did not adjust for inflation. Yeah, like today's $100. Yeah, like, he he made, like, he he made a pretty penny off of it, but not, like, what. Right. Yeah, like, what the Poe estate would be, like, raking in now or whatever. So... Anyway, he's like, oh, shit, that's Edgar Allan Poe. He goes up to him, and he's like, hey, um, you appear distressed. <laughs> you appear to be totally psychotic. I think you need help. I think you are having a mental breakdown. And he goes, he asked him if he knew anybody in Baltimore who could help him. And the name Poe gave him was Joseph E. Snodgrass. And some of my... I'm sorry, Snodgrass? Snodgrass, Yeah. Okay, Joseph it's almost as good e. as Augustus Gloom. Snodgrass. <laughs> People in Baltimore have really interesting names. Apparently. Yeah. So. It is the charming city. <laughs> the ch- charm city. Charm city, sorry. Charm city. Get it right. Sorry. It's okay. I wouldn't expect you to be an expert. You haven't been researching this for the past several days. <laughs> so, um, some of my sources say he was like a doctor, but also some of them say he was a magazine editor. And some of them say he was a magazine editor with some medical training. Well, in the 1800s. I mean, basically a doctor. Yeah, so. He probably just gave him some coke and said, here, you're cured. So he he was a jack of many trades. And also, later we'll find out, kind of a dick. So um, he, the Joseph, the compositor, Mr. Walker, sent a note to Snodgrass um, saying, like, bro your friend edgar is like really in distress yeah he actually the note says a man who goes by the cognomen of edgar Allan poe because like why would you write a letter that was like efficient in 1849 you just wouldn't you would use cognomen like he would just say yo edgar poe's in a gutter get get out (laughs) here stat so get some coke in this man (laughs) That little long-winded letter made it to Snodgrass, and he came and got him. 
And they took him to Washington Medical College, which is now Church Hospital for anybody who's like a Baltimore expert and like, actually, um, now it's Church Hospital. And four days later, he was dead. So rewind. Okay. How did we get here? I'll tell you how we got from here. From gutter to death? Yes, okay. from gutter. You're going to paint. No, no. How did we get to the gutter even? Oh, okay. Then we'll go wow. from gutter We're to gonna death. We're going to even rewind. Oh, we're jumping. Okay. We're jumping around. Tell me. Tell me. The- <laughs> This is a literary device that Poe might use. Okay. <laughs> we started in Medias Race <laughs> in the middle of the story. Now, we return to the beginning. That's my rewind noise. Insert rewind noise here. <laughs> We're not that cool yet. So, in September of 1849... Poe was doing, like, a tour in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Which is, you know, a little, little bit south. He reunited with an old flame named Elmira Royster Shelton. She was a rich widow now, which was, like... She sounds like a rich widow. Super good for him because he was a poor widower. Because if you remember, like, little Virginia, yes. his, like, cousin love, she's, she's dead for two years now. Yes. So okay. Poe's just, like, not having a great time. Ready for the rebound. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he... He found her there, and he was like, oh, my God, Elmira, you're still hot, and you got all this money. Like, ooh. Let's let's do the deed. Yeah. Let's let's bump it. No, not yet. This was 1849. Okay. I don't think... They had standards. Yeah, like, I don't don't see Poe as a very sexual being. Is that what you're... I don't know. Maybe. Cut this out. No, I'm keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so you. (laughs) I don't see Poe as a sexual being. (laughs) Anyway... They got engaged, and he made plans to move back to Richmond there with her, um, where he had lived for a while as a boy. So he was, like, he was, like, pretty happy now, like, at this point in September. He was, like, wow, you know, like, I'm kind of famous. I'm about to marry a rich widow. Like, I'm not rich because copyright isn't helping me at all whatsoever. I made $15 Yeah, I made $15 on The Raven. Like, whatever. Everybody's chanting it in the streets. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I don't think anybody chanted it in the streets. So he was, like, well-known, um, you know, like, things weren't so bad. He had just given up drinking and joined the Sons of Temperance, um, which is, like, an anti-booze club. That sounds like the worst. <laughs> I would not survive. Well, you see, Poe is actually a notorious lightweight. It's like, he could have, like, one like glass you. of champagne and get sick. You are Poe! Are you telling me I'm not a sexual being? <laughs> JK. Um, <laughs> but you have one margarita and you throw up on the yes, side of the road. So. Ex- yeah, it's true. So, yeah, like, he could not handle his liquor. It would make him sick. And it was, like, actually a family condition. So um, I think there were at least one other Poe that had the same problem. It was, like, an affliction? Like, light, like lightweightedness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he could not handle Whoa. Like, he would have one drink and he would be, like, obnoxious. Like, he was, like, the guy you don't want to talk to at a party. Like, please oh. go away. <clears throat> and you think he had, like, you know, I don't know a lot and it was like no that's just poe he had like a quarter of a beer wow (laughs) he's just lit so yeah so poe had a he was like kind of like his physical health was just not great so he's not a sexual being (laughs) and he doesn't drink he sounds like a dud he had a lot going on in his mind which leads to my next thing. Going into so a even though, like, he was doing pretty well with this engagement and everything and, like, things were looking up, he was, like, not a happy dude. And you can tell that from his stories. Yeah. 
his poems, and also from a letter he wrote to his friend the same year that he died, um, like I believe it was in July, a couple months earlier. He wrote, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not doing the whole quote, just the important bits. I have been terribly depressed since birth. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I know, like Paul, you're such a drama queen. He's so life, ahead of his time. Life sucks for everyone. <laughs> then he goes, nothing cheers or comforts me. My life seems wasted, the future a dreary blank. Same, dude, Which is same. like literally me every October when the sun starts to go away. <laughs> And he felt this way in July. Wow. So he must have had it rough. Because that's like prime happy time. Because Baltimore is still like the West Coast or East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not far. It's wow. like, I don't know, like three or four hours, hours away yeah. from us in our location. <laughs> so on September 27th, a couple days before this whole death thing happened, before October 3rd incident. Yeah. He left Richmond to go to Philadelphia to work on editing um, some lady's book of poetry. Um, she's, like, really not important, and everybody forgot her poems, so I didn't write her name down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you ain't important. <laughs> so the first part of his trip was a steam trip, steamship ride to Baltimore, and that arrived on September 28th. So from, he got, from the time he got off that steamship on September 28th, to October 3rd when he was found outside of Gunners. Um, no one knows what he was doing. Like, literally no one. We have no record of those however so many days. I can't do happened. the math of those days. Yeah, he doesn't know. And he, he did know, unless he was delirious. But, like, no one has any idea where he was. Like, nobody saw him? Like, like pe some people said that they saw him, but, like, nobody's accounts are really reliable because it was the 1800s and you'll see later on that people kept changing their stories to like oh. make things more exciting or less exciting as time because like, they wanted publicity yeah like it literally everybody screwed with the poe death like it's it's gotten so bad that like we'll never know even if at some point one of the stories is true people kept changing their stories so like we just we don't know huh okay. yeah so from when he was found there on October 3rd to his death on the morning of October 7th, he didn't really say anything anybody could understand. Um, he was just mumbling um, stuff, so he never was able to explain how he ended up in the gutter. The resident physician at the hospital who was taking care of him said at one point he was talking to imaginary specters and objects on the walls. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he seemed confused about, like, his life and circumstances. Like, one of the things he said was that he had a wife back in Richmond, but he obviously didn't yet. He, his, his wife from Richmond was dead, and his fiance was not yet his wife. So, like, he did not know, like, what was going on, what was going on at all and was just going in and out of delirium. And the night before he died, he just started yelling the name Reynolds for hours. Reynolds, Reynolds. Over and over again. No one knows who Reynolds is. Like, they've asked people who were, like, close to him, and they're like, I have no idea who this Reynolds is that he could be yelling for. So, hours, he just laid there yelling Reynolds, and then he, then he died. Um, they say his last words, though, again, there are multiple accounts of his last words, but the most popular one is that he said, Lord, help my poor soul. Oh. Yeah, so that's sad. So, again, no one knows how or why he died or what led to him being found that way. 
But, of course, we have theories. Oh. Dun, so, dun, dun. we're going to run through some theories. Some theories. How did Edgar Poe die? How old was he when he died? 40. He was young. So young. Like a babe. Yeah. Not well, like I a, mean, <laughs> I mean, in the 1800s, though, isn't that like 90? <laughs> Not really. Like, people definitely live longer than 40. He, he had yeah, a short life. Yeah. No, he was wow, not. I didn't know he was that young when he died. So young. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have been dead. So, theories. From, like, least to most interesting. <laughs> um, some say he was beaten up. Just that, like, he was out and, Just like, that he was beaten up. people robbed him. <laughs> there was, like, one where, like, um, some some people who knew him beat him up. People who didn't know him beat him up. Ruffians beat him up. Anyway, people said he got beaten up. I think that's kind of lame. So we're going to move that's on. That's lame. Another one. Alcohol. So, like I said, his family could not handle their liquor well. But several facts contradict this. Um, testing of his hair did not correlate with the hair of somebody who had been drinking. Oh, they had that kind of technology back in there? I, I don't know when they tested oh. it. They, but, like, you know, they may have gotten his hair later. They had, I know there's some of his hair in a museum, so it might have been from that chunk. I'm snoring. <laughs> My little boy. We're boring, Watson. <laughs> Our mascot. He doesn't care about Edgar Poe. No. Do you hear him? He's snoring. No, I can't hear him. Oh, because you have your stupid big headphones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So alcohol, and um, also, this one we think is like kind of well, not we. I shouldn't say we. Poe's pro Poe people <laughs> say that that's kind of slanderous, and he wasn't really an alcoholic. He just couldn't deal with it. And he had just joined the Sons of Temperance. So, like, it doesn't make sense for him to have suddenly did this. But a note from somebody said that he died after a debauch, which is, like, a fancy word for, like, going out in the town and getting lit. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, that's a theory, but I don't like that one either. Carbon monoxide poisoning? <laughs> unlikely. Mercury poisoning? Also unlikely. I'm just putting them in there because they were theories, but they're pretty much ruled out. Because, again, his hair didn't test for these things. Oh. Yeah. The flu. Okay. So, like, again, we should be more afraid of that than the coronavirus. <laughs> yes, we should. So, I mean, I'm not going to rule that one out. I'm going to say he could have died of the flu. He died of the coronavirus. The COVID-19. I was going to say COVID. <laughs> Did you see the hello Shout out to Liz. <laughs> Shout out to Liz with her amazing memes. But the, if you say the COVID nineteen, which is the new name for the coronavirus, to the tune of "Come on, Eileen." COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen. <laughs> you can even you won't forget it. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Next theory is rabies. <laughs> This is another one that's probably not true, but it has an interesting backstory. Okay. So this doctor was at a medical conference in the 90s, and they did things where, like, they gave a bunch of doctors different cases of patients and had them diagnose them. And they were based off of, like, obviously real conditions that people had. And 
one of those patients and the symptoms that they provided to one of these doctors was the case of Poe and his uh, symptoms. And based on that list, the doctor had no idea who he was diagnosing. It just said the patient was EP. Ah. And um, no clue who this was. And based on the symptom list, he diagnosed him with rabies. Um, it's probably not rabies because he wasn't hydrophobic. So people with rabies are like afraid of water. Didn't know that, but now I do. Huh. And there was nothing saying that he was like bitten or anything. So it's probably unlikely. But when they told the doctor, oh, did you know this is Edgar Allan Poe? He was like, oh, man, I would have diagnosed him with alcohol poisoning if I'd known who it was. So he had, like, such a bad reputation when really he just couldn't handle it. Like, he wasn't, like, this huge drinker. He just couldn't handle sucked it. at <laughs> drinking. Like you. Yeah, like me, except I don't continually try so hard. Right. Like he You must learn have. your weaknesses. And yeah, yeah. I think Bo was just like, I'm just going to keep doing this anyway because the water gives you cholera. So might as well <laughs> poison myself with this liquor. Um, the next theory is actually my favorite and probably kind of unexciting, but the most plausible is caught. He was the victim of something called cooping. Now, <laughs> let me tell okay. you about let me tell you about cooping. Not pooping. Cooping. C-O-O-P-I-N-G. Okay. Cooping. So it is a method of voter fraud. Again, he was found on election day in the gutter outside of a pop-up polling place. Voter fraud where gangs would kidnap and drug people and send them to the polls in multiple disguises, which would explain (laughs) also why why he was found in weird outfit and everybody was remarking like, oh, these are totally not Poe's clothes. And when I was first reading it, I was like, why would people know these aren't his clothes? Like, that guy didn't even know him. He was like, do you have any friends in Baltimore? But... His first thought was, like, his clothes are mad weird. So, like, they obviously, like, didn't fit him or something something wasn't right. Um, huh. Yeah, because, like, I'm assuming everybody wore, like, pretty much the same suit. Wait, is it, did they do that to make sure, like, a certain candidate had, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Votes? So they're, like, you have to keep going back and voting for Mr. whatever. Smith, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, and, like, they would threaten them and, like, you know, drug them to keep them docile. And wow. that could be why he was found all delirious um, and wearing something weird because they did change them in and out of disguises. Um, it was a common practice in Baltimore at the time. Like, it's documented that that's something that people did. And um, the only reason that they have that it wouldn't be this is just that because he was pretty famous, they're saying somebody might have recognized him. And oh. been like, oh, we gotta help him. This is Poe. Like, why would you, why would you do that to somebody whose face? Same, yeah. Like, it's he's not just like Joe Schmo off the street. <laughs> like, he's a famous writer. <laughs> so yeah, that's a theory too. The cooping, and I think I, like that I think that one's kind of the most likely. It's not very Poey. Like, it's not, like, his his gloomy stories or anything. It's very just, like, oh, yeah, Baltimore gang crime. Charm city, bitch. <laughs> but, <laughs> Charm city, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's how we do in Baltimore. Um, 
Yeah. So that one I like. Another one that's kind of cool is that people think he might have had a brain tumor. Oh. Yeah. Which could explain, like, his erratic behavior and his sadness and also why he couldn't tolerate alcohol, like... Which then I was like, as I was reading that, they said that they explained it. I was like, oh shit, do I have a brain tumor? <laughs> it's like the Wikipedia of 1800. Ah yeah. oh, shit, I'm gonna yeah. die Yeah, oh tomorrow. my god, oh no. <laughs> so over 20 years after he was buried, his body was exhumed to be reburied. Because the first time they put him in an unmarked grave, and it was kind of depressing. Only seven people went to his funeral, like super sad. And they were like, you know what, he deserves better than this. So they dug him up to bury him under a monument um, and, like, make it, you know, give him a nice, nice home to rest in. And um, when they brought up his coffin and his body, the original ones, everything was, like, super, super decayed. Like, it was only 20 years, but, like, most things were just, like, gone, 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 gone. But one of the grave digger worker people noticed that there was some, like, hard lump of something rolling around in his skull. Ew. And at the time, they thought it was his brain. But we know now that the brain is actually one of the first parts of your body to decay. Oh. So that's not possible. But what we do know is that sometimes tumors calcify after death into hard masses. So why is there this weird old hard little ball rolling around Roll inside around his head skull. it's interesting so it's a possibility i don't know if they can test the ball i don't i don't know <laughs> how they would know if the ball was a tumor i mean we're never gonna know how he died but that's one that i thought was also pretty interesting hmm. and then uh, <laughs> my dog sorry <laughs> shifting in his sleep because we're so boring. The last one, because where would we be without the death of Edgar Poe if we didn't have a murder theory? Oh. Oh, yeah. So some historian wrote this book. And I'm not even writing his name because I think this is a stupid theory. And I think this dude's a moron. Um, he said <laughs> that he thinks that Poe was murdered by his fiance's family, the Roysters, because they didn't want him to get his grubby little Poe hands on their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, no one believes this, and neither do I. So it's bunk. But he was in the... He, he was found alive. Yeah, well, they think he, like, Broke beat him and left him for dead. They probably thought that he was... I mean, I didn't read this guy's book. I don't recommend anyone read it. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Recommendations I mean, it for might Megan be it might be an exciting story. Like it, it probably would be interesting, but that the guy is like putting this off as like a genuine theory. I think that's a bunch of bunk. So we're never gonna know. There's no death certificate. That attending physician, Dr. Moran, changed his story so many times. So we don't know which of his statements are reliable. People were slandering him, being like, oh, this dude was such a drunk. And other people were like, no, he loved temperance. He was our friend. He was a good person. So (laughs) we'll never know. But here are some final interesting facts, and then it's your turn. Oh, geez. So fun facts. 
Poe had a tortoiseshell cat named, are you ready for this? Ready. Katarina. <laughs> <laughs> and she died right after he did because she couldn't oh, live without him. She died of a broken cat yeah. heart. Rest in peace, Katarina. Um, Katarina. Was it a C or a K? With a C. It's C-A-T-T-E-R-I-N-A. Oh, Super cute. Such a good play on words. Katarina. Katarina. Mm-hmm. So um, he also had really nice handwriting. Um, when I was looking at things, I found a, like there was like a picture of a letter from him. And like, I don't know if like it was up to snuff for the 1800s, but compared to people's handwriting today, I thought it was pretty nice. I don't know. He had pretty handwriting. Y'all be the judge of that. Um, a guy that didn't like him wrote his obituary that originally appeared and, like, basically called him, like, a drunk. It was like, yeah. Oh <laughs> this guy God. drank too much. He's a... Who let him in charge? A shitty man. I don't know. He didn't really have a whole lot of friends in Baltimore. He only had Joseph Snodgrass, who, when I, you remember when I said you'll find out later that he's kind of a dick? He slandered the shit out of Poe after he was dead and was like, yeah, this is what happens when you drink alcohol. You die. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not like, dead yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> and my last fact is one that I think, this one I included for you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, in the 1860s, a medium named Lizzie Doton published poetry that she said was dictated to her by Poe's ghost. So I think she's a money-grabbing whore. Uh, yeah, but, I'm sure. Okay, good. Some you know, medians are, are good, but I mean, some of them are... Yeah, you so are such a non-believer. Shum a non-believer. <laughs> That's my story. I like it. Okay, so are you ready for my story? Uh-huh. 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 I'm so ready. Okay. Um, so my story is not really a story, it's more of like a location. Okay that I'm going to talk about, okay. um, that's located in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is close to our hometowns. Allentown. Yes, Allentown, which is super familiar to both of us. Well, yes, that's one of my facts <laughs> that I just researched oh, because shit. I wasn't prepared like oh. you were. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't realize we were doing facts about the city, so I failed you on that. say it was a travel podcast. Oh, okay. That was the point. Okay, well. So, some important facts about Allentown that I'm going to pull off the internet as I speak. <laughs> Allentown is the third largest city in Pennsylvania. You knew cool. that. Cool. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, it's located in Lehigh County, uh -huh. which we know from Lehigh County. Mm -hmm. um, it was founded in 1762 by a man named William Allen. The high, the high school. William Allen High School. Yes. yes. Okay. He was the former mayor of Philadelphia. I did not know that. Well, the internet's telling me right now. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, how interesting, right? Um, what made him leave Philadelphia and be like, yeah, I'm going to found Allentown? I, uh, I don't know. The internet doesn't tell me that. Yeah, see, right here, at least. This is what happens when you ask follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Can you taste your own medicine? Shut up. The warehouse capital of the world. <laughs> the warehouse capital of the world. Yeah, that seems to be. Um, so it actually has been mentioned in a lot of things like pop culture wise, as Megan was saying, Allentown, Billy Joel. That is based off of Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, it was mentioned in movies 
like the hangover part two i yeah, don't they, know they when. sing allentown oh do they yeah. okay i i didn't know yeah okay. there's like this um, whole scene yeah i i love you to death apparently is a movie too where it's mentioned i hmm. don't know what that movie is um and also by frank sinatra the song called the train is also oh. based off of allentown i'll have to listen to that yeah i don't know um so there's lots of different entertainment things here. We've got the Great Allentown Fair. Woot so woot. great. They have a lot of really good headliners. No, they do get good though. acts. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ghetto. Like, the Allentown Fair, it's a little ghetto. Isn't it? No? I, I've never been to the Allentown Fair. You've never been to the Allentown Fair? I've never been to the Allentown Fair. The concerts are good. The fair's a little bit sketchy, but... Never. Not once. I was a music fest girl. Well, obviously. From Bethlehem. Well, not really. I can't say obviously, because I just went to music... I I guess I can understand that because my husband's from Bethlehem and I didn't go to Music Fest. When you live in Bethlehem, you go to Music Fest. True. Yes. Um, We've got Miller Symphony Hall. We've got the Allentown Art Museum. We've got the 19th Street Theater. um, Allentown Band, (laughs) apparently. Oh, right. Yeah. The Allentown Band. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Um, So there's (laughs) lots of stuff. Uh, It's really close to Philadelphia, so it's only about like an hour away from Philly, um, close to a lot of different cities in Pennsylvania. Um, so that's just my brief history on Allentown. It's great. So great. And home of the PPL Center, which is home to the, what is it? The Phantoms, right? (laughs) Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's the worst. I saw Elton John there. At PPL Center? Mm Mm-hmm. Who did I see there? I don't know. I also saw Professional Bull Ride. <laughs> At the PPL Center? Hell yeah. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. When did they have bull riding? Like, several years ago. Missed that. Yeah. It was wild. Huh. Okay. So what I'm going to talk about today is the historical, and very scary, Allentown State Hospital. Ugh. Ugh. You bitch! No, I'm s- I don't <laughs> like it. It scares me. I know it scares you. That's why I did it. Beast. So I had one topic, and then we drove by it the other day, and I was like, oh, man, I got to do this. Ooh. I got it. So I'm going to start with some brief history about the Allentown State Hospital. Okay. Okay, so it was a psychiatric hospital. Okay. Uh-huh. So it was located in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and um, that's located in Lehigh County, if you didn't hear that a couple of seconds ago. Lehigh County. Got it. Got it. Roger that. It served several of the surrounding counties, so like Berks, Montgomery's, even Schuylkill County, like all the surrounding counties. Luzerne, kind of Carbon. Luzerne, Carbon. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's also, yeah. Okay. So originally when it was built, it was actually called, this is so bad and so not appropriate oh, for no. PA Homeopathic Hospital for the Insane Cute. is what it used to be called. Yeah, Aww. that was the original name. So it was actually <laughs> one of only seven remaining psych hospitals in PA at the time. So there's only seven in Pennsylvania, hence why... And what year was this? Well, I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. Okay. So apparently at this time there was only seven hospitals, and that's why... It, this specific hospital, the homeopathic hospital for the insane, had to serve for several surrounding counties because there was only seven in all of Pennsylvania. Okay. So um, the whole property in itself is a total of 200 acres. So it's, it's a 
big property. And yeah. you've heard me talk about it That's before. Big, it's yeah. got lots of different areas to it. So it's 200 acres. Um, so within that 200 acres, there's the main hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, main hospital, which when they built it and planned it, it was like this block plan that was several different buildings that was connected with like these corridors. So when you look at it, because it's still standing today. It's kind of, it's like a pretty looking building. It's beautiful. I mean, the front of it is like this huge long drive. So like it's not right on the road. You Mm -hmm. have to actually like look down. It's this big long driveway to this big building, but you can't see the full view of it when you're just driving past it. It's like huge. Interesting. It's humongous. So if you look at like the aerial view, it's got all these like weird little corridors and like different buildings around it Hmm. um, that all like connect so it has admin buildings for patient wards so there's different patient wards for different types of issues or whatever types of insanity insanity. (laughs) Um, two chapels dining rooms operating rooms auditorium kitchen ice plant I'm sorry, what? Ice plant. Yes, that's what, that will come up in some of oh, our no. stories Did that we have. Oh, no. they get people like ice so, baths to get the crazy away? So, laundry. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like the office, fleece it out, but freeze it out. <laughs> okay. Um, an electric plant. Don't know what that means, but it does not sound very, very nice. Um, and several diff- additional buildings in the surrounding woods. So, I put that, that wasn't in any of the facts, but I put that because if you go to the Allentown, it's no trespassing, so don't go there if you don't want to get arrested. Um, But if you do go there and don't get caught, you'll see that there's lots of surrounding buildings that aren't attached to the main hospital that are like dilapidated at this point, but I couldn't find any history to say what they were used for. Hmm. Like none. So that's super interesting. Toilet. No, like I'm talking, so I have pictures that oh. I personally took of these outlying buildings. But you didn't because that was trespassing, right? It was. Right. I just. You took them with a. A drone. drone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I took them with a drone. It's 2020. Um, any cops that are listening, don't arrest me, please. Um, but so the, I also read some facts that they had a self-sustaining farm on the property and that's what they use to feed their inmates that's is that the proper term inmates like what are patients i don't know patients and staff they actually had a fully working farm so one of these buildings that i have a picture of it has like one of those tower like shoots that people use for like corn like a silo yeah so i don't know if that was like part of the farm but again, mm. I couldn't find anything on those outline buildings. And they're creepy as fuck. Like, they're <laughs> so creepy. So, originally, it was planned to open as early as 1901. So, that's when the date it was supposed to. But then there were some okay. financial issues and all this other stuff that happened with, like, legislation. Legislation. I feel like 1901 is late for a hospital that's literally called homeopathic for the insane that's what i thought so and but here's the thing it didn't even open until october 3rd of 1913 so 12 like 12 years later like it was supposed to open 1901 didn't open until 1913 so that's a big big jump so to actually get the whole building and to get the whole land then in i don't know when it was purchased but I'm thinking, ni- t- I put in 1913 to do, like, the calculation to, to kind of, like, compare the 
price. Mm -hmm. They bought it for $1,931,270, which today is equivalent to $50,324,409.41. Wow. So $50 million is what they, the equivalent, what they purchased it for. I don't know when they purchased it, but if it was supposed to open in 1901, it probably... Yeah, that's a lot of money back then. Wow. I don't know who funded it. I, I'm sure it said in my research, but I didn't get into that. But yeah, $50 million. That's a lot. That's buku bucks. Buku. So the peak of the hospital's population um, was 2,012 people in 1950. So that's when it reached like its max capacity, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot. So it got like super overcrowded. Um, a lot of people were getting sick. It was not good conditions, even though it, like, gave this idea to the public that this was, like, this great new state-of-the-art homeopathic hospital <laughs> for the insane. Um, but it it was not. So they the thing that they kind of promoted was that they said that the Allentown State Hospital was the first psychiatric hospital in the United States to be completely seclusion or isolation-free. But that didn't actually happen until 1998. This was operating in 1998? So the hospital has been closed since October of 2010. (gasps) It has been in working order since October 2010. What? Yeah. So it was used for different things. It it was still like a mental hospital, but it had like specific programs. But not until 1998 did it actually go full like seclusion or isolation free. So that means that the the inmates could kind of, like, stay with other inmates, and they were, like, basically... There was no, like, solitary... No, no solitary thing. So, yeah, so before that, it was not that way, and there's a lot of stories that I read. Unfortunately, like, the history, as far as, like, what's documented, there's not a lot of documentation from, like, Hmm. a historical standpoint, but there's a lot of accounts from people who either worked there or people who were actually patients there of things that happened prior to 1998. So they had this big message out there when it was built that it was going to be this great state-of-the-art hospital and that everybody was going to be treated great and it was a great option. But um, from what I've read, that's really not how it has been. So, um, So it was closed in 2010 and they have been pushing to demolish it and originally, it was set to be demolished in late 2019, but as we know, it's still standing, mm-hmm. so it's not demolished yet. Um, it is purchased by a different company. Um, some building company purchased it, so I don't know what they're going to do with it. Who knows? Okay. Um, but there's a lot of different historical groups that are trying to keep it yeah. because it is a historical part of Allentown and Pennsylvania, and yeah. it's a big, huge building, so it would be a lot to demolish. So. Mm-hmm don't know what's gonna happen to it yeah it'd be a lot to renovate too though isn't it like full of like lead yeah i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure but what's a cool fact about the allentown state hospital is that parts of the movie um m night Shyamalan's movie glass (gasps) yeah yeah it's actually a sequel to unbreakable and split they were filmed in the allentown state hospital i remember reading that yeah like in the local paper the, the local paper call. the morning call mm-hmm. shout out so like Shyamalan's here if you want to sponsor us <laughs> the morning call uh, who knows yeah um, 
but yeah, so I actually saw pictures that the, where they filmed it, they actually renovated those rooms. So they're not really original rooms of the Allentown State Hospital. Like they repainted them and okay. made them look, but they were, it wasn't originally the building. So, yeah. um, so apparently they began treatment with a newly founded homeopathic treatment, which apparently was like included bed rest and fresh air and good nutrition and re-education and all this stuff. But from the accounts that I read um, from ex-employees, ex-patients, that's not the common course of treatment and it was a lot more severe. So a lot of times when these patients were admitted to the hospital, Mm -hmm. they of course did like an evaluation. I heard that they like stripped them completely naked um, and then like just threw them in a room of isolation for days on end with While they no, were naked totally naked totally naked what um, the heck? no communication because i guess they thought that like shock would get the mental illness out yeah that'll help that for sure yeah, yeah. and also a sense. really common thing was that they would take blankets sheets mm-hmm. and they would douse them in water and freeze them and then wrap patients in these frozen wet blankets and apparently like the hypothermia would kick in and it was a way to like they thought shock the the illness out fuck yeah so like they that was like a huge treatment um i did there's no again i'm not a historian i'm just telling you what i read but apparently from some of the accounts that i read is some of those outlying buildings were used for like the more severe treatment of the patients so yeah um so A lot of people speculate that original records from the hospital had been destroyed because of the... It was open for so long. So, like, 2010, it was open for so long. So, they speculated that a lot of the records got destroyed or something happened to them so that there was no way to track what happened in those days. Um, But there's there's a lot of stuff that I read um, about employees that worked there where patients were treated just like straight up horribly you'd hear like screaming because they would just lock these people in rooms for like days and weeks on end with no clothes they would literally just shove food under a a slat in the door and that was that was that has there ever been like a nice asylum like i don't know (laughs) i mean i'm sure it was nice in like 2010 yeah maybe or like in 1998 when it started being isolation free but so I saw pictures of it I guess like a couple years ago they let like a group go in for like the newspaper or whatever Mm. and um it's creepy inside the big main hospital building it's it's creepy is it like deteriorating already it is yeah like so the paint's all peeling off and like there's it's just yeah it's not good um now it is no trespassing so like even if you drive up the big long driveway to even just like look at the main building Mm -hmm. there's security cars there so they usually come up and ask you what you're doing and you you can't go anywhere oh wow so Um, there's just people like watching it like 24 7 24 7 yes there's always security there who gets paid to like just sit there i don't know wow yeah so um but the back end so the 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 building sits in the front and then again it's 200 acres so like yeah. behind the actual main building is a ton of woods and there's a road that goes behind that's mm-hmm. like the back end part of the the hospital and it's really really eerie because when you're driving 
on the other side of the road, so like you have the, the woods on the left side or right side, whatever, and then the other side is uh, train tracks. So it's owned by, I don't know, something, but it's it's there's so many trains there and just like the squeaking and like rolling of the wheels and mm. stuff, it is so scary because it's all wood, so it echoes. Like it's just so echoey. Oh. So, yuck. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that people have said. They tried to get ghost adventures out there before. Of course. <laughs> what is it? Who is that? Zach Baggins? Whatever his name is. Zach Baggins? <laughs> what is his name? Like son of Frodo? Like no. what? <laughs> Isn't that the guy from I don't know ghost their names. I don't know their names. I the, can't watch The douchey those. guy with the spiky hair? I can't watch those. She doesn't believe in it, but she does because she's too scared. Um, okay. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of accounts that I read, and some of them I was just like, yeah, these people are straight up full of shit. But some of them I was like, <laughs> oh, I think the, this person might be telling the truth. So I had talked to a couple people about the fact that I was going to talk about this today. And um, the one person that I talked to said that they went there after it closed, um, or maybe it was before it closed. I don't know. I have to ask her, but um, for some kind of conference or something. And she said that, she it was so scary there she was like it just the feeling that you get walking into that place she said it was just insane and they mm-hmm. talked about specifically they talked about a story of a girl who was 14 she was pregnant she came to the mental hospital oh, because she was 14. just literally going insane like she just didn't know how to handle this like she just literally had a mental breakdown That's and so they sad. did that that wrap the the wet blanket wrap around her Wait, and what year was what year did they do this like a long time ago but oh, they okay, they had okay. told this story of this oh, girl okay, that okay. yeah no this was like 1900 something okay um not in 2010 like, no <laughs> no but she said that like they talked about that and she just got this really eerie feeling mm-hmm. um so um another um person that I talked to said that they do certain um specialized trainings at the building itself so even though it's abandoned like they allow certain people um for for um certain specialized training so the person I talked to said that they utilize like the woods and the building and stuff to kind of like simulate different things that happen and um this person said that it was just straight up just they hate going there because it's just this this super eerie feeling and it's just not not a good place to be. So, um, I'm not gonna talk about all the little things that people have seen because again, it's it's I don't know how much of it's true, but I can say from personal experience, it is a scary scary place. So, um, again, any cops listening, you can turn this off right now because <laughs> I don't want to get arrested. Um, but again, no trespassing. It's, it's private property um however my husband is an active very very active hunter and he likes to look for like antlers and stuff and shed yeah shed hunting so um this place anybody who's familiar with it when you drive by it there is tons of deer there all the time like always deer so um and my husband grew up in Bethlehem so it was kind of a common place because it's the Allentown State Hospital is right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem so it's like right there yeah so uh the first time he took me there, he was like, yeah, let's go look at deer. Like, he was trying to be, like, romantic. Like, this place has such nice... Oh, so there's romantic. so many deer. So I get dressed <laughs> up, and I'm in the woods. Not the mental hospital part, but the woods part. So, like, down at the lower part. And he told me 
I brought my nice camera. I was like, I'm going to take pictures of deer. This is great. He told me, he's like, if I tell you to run, you need to run. Because I guess the patrolmen, like, patrol the grounds. So the I was like, the, the guys just at the gates. Yeah. There's, like, roads that go down, to, like, towards the woods and stuff. So um, we were walking there. It's very, very creepy. Um, the woods are, are super scary. And then there's, like, open fields. And then there's weird buildings and stuff. So... I was there taking pictures. There's a whole bunch of deer. We got super close. And um, all of a sudden, I see my husband just take off running through the field. Nope, didn't give me a warning. Apparently, the security card is coming. And I I was, like, literally a mile behind him. So I had to, like, pick up my speed with this big-ass <laughs> camera on me, this big neck thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, of course, I wore a hoodie. It was, like, an Under Armour hoodie, so, like, the, the yeah. hood was bright neon pink. So I was like, motherfucker, oh, you didn't even tell me to, like, dress in all black. Yeah, like, wear camo. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, I got some good pictures, but, yeah, I had to run, and we had to hide behind this, like, tree stump and make sure that the security guard <laughs> didn't see us. It was, it was a mess, so... But some personal things that we saw, so after that, it took us a couple years before we actually went back because I think we just forgot about it. We moved, and it wasn't something that was, like, right up the road. So um, I remember we used to go there very frequently because we it was in the spring, and that's when the deer all let their antlers go. And um, so I will never forget this thing that we found in the woods. So we would have to park, like, way down the road and walk into the woods. Mm -hmm. And the one time we were walking, and – there was this weird thing on the ground and the only way I can explain it is it looked like a scalp. Yes, like a scalp. What? I'm not even lying to you. I'm not even lying what, to you. Like, it looked like a like, scalp. Like somebody's like peeled somebody's, somebody's head scalp. skin with hair attached. To I'm it. telling you the hair attached to this thing was not anything like an animal I've ever seen before. It was the weirdest, and I even called Kyla over, and I was like, what is that? And he's like, I don't know what that is. I, it wasn't human, like, it wasn't human either, okay. though. So, like, I wasn't worried that I needed to call the cops and say, like, yeah, hey, somebody was murdered in the lie. woods. Don't worry, people, I didn't <laughs> let somebody murder dead scalp in the woods. It was, like, it was animal fur, but it was literally, like, attached the, to skin. It was, like, a scalp. Like, I'm not, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was a scalp with this weird hair on top of it. Did you take a picture of it? I did not take a picture of it that time. No. Oh. I just have it in my memory. Well, that's, because it's I think, no use to us there. I know. Because I think right after that is when we found this huge, beautiful skull of a, a deer that okay. was like, had these beautiful things attached to it, and we have it still today hanging up in our office. Nice. Um, which probably isn't a good idea to take it from the autopsy hospital land because it's probably cursed. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I remember when we were walking through the woods and I started talking to Kyle and we saw this weird, this I do have a picture of, this <laughs> weird den. It, it, it was a den. Like, I, I don't even know how else to explain a it. Den. So I'm going to show it to you. Like, yeah. uh, like, does a bridge troll live there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? We'll post this on our social meds when, uh. Bro. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Dude, like, like that's that's purposefully built. Yes. So I don't even think that's built by an animal. No, I don't think so either. No. Like I think it was built by something. But it's it's very scary. I'm hoping it's just like like a harmless Allentown homeless person. I'm hoping, but so it got me talking to Kyle about the kite like about coyotes because I was like, Well, there's probably lots of animals in these woods. I mean it's two hundred acres, there's lots of things. Yeah. And um 
I started talking about coyotes and I was like, you know, coyotes kind of get weird. Like they are pack animals. So like yeah. they'll gang up on their prey. Like they'll come in all directions and mm-hmm. they'll attack humans. Like coyotes are big. And I remember me and Kyle started getting this really weird feeling. And all of a sudden we started hearing these noises that sounded like dogs. Uh-oh. But there was nothing around. Like it oh was an God. open field. Megan, oh it was God. an open field. You couldn't see anything. A and coyote I remember... gang was getting ready to come. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. They're hiding in the woods. Like... But they weren't. No, I'm telling you, these were like fake, like ghost coyotes. I'm telling you. Ghost coyotes. Me, I'm telling you. What if they were throwing their voices? After I talked about coyotes, they just knew I was talking about coyotes after we were in I'm the woods for hours. Knew. I'm just saying they were probably right there. at that moment when I was talking about An coyotes. Opportune moment. No, I think the ghosts were trying There's to scare us. There's a logical us. explanation of for course. everything. Of course, yes. <laughs> this is gonna be constant. Okay. <laughs> so also when we were there, um, before we got caught by the security guard the first time, mm-hmm. we were walking through this field and there was this dead deer in the middle of the field. But its neck was backwards. So, like, it was... I'm telling you, ask Kyle. You're looking at me like I'm making this up. But when Kyle no, talks about the Allentown State Hospital, he gets so scared. This deer's neck was twisted, almost like something took its neck and literally broke it. Like, its neck, its head was here. Like, its body was laying like this. But its head was, like, twisted and, like, sitting up like this. Like, its neck was, like, totally Just, twisted. like, turned in the wrong direction. Like, some... Like, no, I'm not, no, I'm, like, trying to envision it. No, don't yeah, look at me so like, like that. <laughs> like, I mean that. Like, I'm trying to. So, like, like here's the body, and yeah, here's the legs, yeah, okay? So, yeah, it was laying is, on its side. This is helping no one but me. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so it was laying on its side yes. in the field. Yes. And you know how, like, if it would have fell or got shot or something, yeah, like, like, it would, like, would it just be like, or that, like this, like or, like, up ground. like this. Yeah. No, the, the head was uh-huh. twisted like this, Ew. and the nose was back pointing past its back. Ew. And we we're like, what the hell? What like, if it what? like ran into a tree and like Jesus snapped, Jesus snapped and fell over. Jesus was it Christ. near trees? Was it though? No, it was an open field. That's the thing. Like okay. it wasn't even like it could have like fell so and like twisted it its neck. So maybe it snapped its neck and then ran and then only got. How that long far could you survive died? with your neck, your head backwards like I that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not okay. a scientist. I don't know either. So <laughs> then we kept continuing to go back because that's always a good idea. And every yeah. time we would go back, like we're talking probably like there was 10 times where me and me and Kyle went. And every time we would go, we would get less distance between us and the car. Like at first we'd be able to kind of like transfer around the grounds, like do whatever, be in the woods. And each time it got harder for us to get further into the woods so like we would walk and all of a sudden you would start get this like heavy feeling okay like it was like somebody was pushing on your shoulders or like somebody was like compressing your chest and you just got this weird feeling like somebody was watching you or like it, it was a weird feeling so each time we spent less and less time in that woods like we got to the point where we would like, walk yeah, I don't like this anymore <laughs> yeah so the one time we walked in and we started walking and each step we took we each felt this like just heavy weight we're like, yeah, we're done here. So we would turn around and go back. So then my husband, who's super, super smart, not, went by himself. <laughs> oh, shit. Went by himself. Like, who goes by themselves into the, the haunted woods? This was after you guys were already starting to feel weird about it. Yes, and I told and him not to go. Himself. I was like, don't go. Do not go. And especially don't go by yourself. But anyway, because I was like, I'm not fucking going with you. <laughs> I'm too scared. So he went by himself. 
And he got, started walking into the woods, started getting the heavy feeling. And my husband's not a liar. He, he's not somebody who lies. He's not or, a liar. No, and he's not I'll like somebody who's dramatic. He's not dramatic either. Only a little. But not like about this. Like, I don't think he'd be dramatic about this stuff. No, no, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like, he wouldn't make up a story just to like keep entertaining. No, no, I no. don't think he made it up. No. I think he just so probably he... didn't understand what was happening. <sighs> of course. Megan, of course. Just go on. So he started walking in the woods, and he said that he, out of the corner of his eye, in the air above the trees, he kept seeing these black flashes, but they were bigger than what a bird would cause and much faster than what a bird would cause. So, like, what I pictured it as, and I tried to explain it to him, and he's not as much of a nerd as I am, but I tried to explain it like, you know, oh, Harry no. Potter, like... The Dementors? When, no, not the Dementors, but, you know, when, like, the people who are, are for he who must not be named... We can say his name. Voldemort. <laughs> like, the, the Death Eaters. You know how when they turn into those black flashes, like, the and they, like... Like, they apparate or whatever? Yeah, but they turn into those black smoky flashes. I feel like I haven't watched that oh, recently. Jesus Christ. No, I'm no, sure somebody like, out there understands. No, what I'm somebody about. understands. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. like I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but I can't picture it really. Yeah. So it's like these big black, smoky flashes that were like coming across the sky. So the further he got into the woods, the more often they would happen, and the faster and more aggressive they would get. So he said that at one point he got to this. Um, big stump that this big tree that had fallen over and he was gonna duck underneath it to come back up on the other side and he climbed under the stump and yep. he looked out ahead of him and there was a pretty clear path in, in front of him mm -hmm. so he ducked under the stump and when he came up he said he felt like somebody took like a branch you know how like if you pull it back and you cause tension yeah, on yeah, it and yeah. let it go and like whacked him, and like whacked him in the face <laughs> So he fell. He he fell on his back. He like Ooh. fell on his back and he got alone. like knocked and he's out. Alone. Yes, got knocked out for like two seconds. I, I'll have to show you the selfie afterwards because his oh nose was fucked up. Like he Ugh. literally got his nose jacked up. So he got he. <laughs> if you haven't explained it, it's so much funnier because he says that he fell on his back. And he literally, like, got knocked out for, like, a split second and, like, jumped back up, like, panicked <laughs> because I don't think he knew what happened. And he looked around him, like, oh, my God, did somebody punch me? Like, did something happen? Nothing around him. So he, this big, huge 6'2 man, <laughs> decides to then run through the woods to the road. He did not even walk to his car, Megan. He walked to his parents' house. In oh, Bethlehem, because he was too scared God. to walk alone in the woods to his car. Oh, my God. He literally ran to his parents' house. Ran to his parents' house. Now, in that time, it was only two miles up the road. I mean, I would be that scared, too, if, like, I was in the woods alone and a branch whacked me in the face. A non-existent branch. There was nothing around him. It was a clear, total clearing around him. Because he said he turned, did a 360 turnaround because he was, like, he thought that somebody literally whacked him with a baseball bat. He said that's what it felt like. Ugh. Somebody whacked him with a baseball bat, and he thought that somebody... Did he somebody... see the branch at all? Nothing. So there was nothing around him. it wasn't a baseball bat. There was nobody around him. No. Well, I'm, it was I'm a like, clearing. It was a ghost baseball bat, if we're going to go That's there. what I'm that's saying. Some, yeah. I'm saying it wasn't... A, that's weird. Yeah. I'll have to show you the, the selfie picture of him with his Ugh. busted up nose. <laughs> but, so I have some other pictures of the 
Allentown State Hospital. Okay. This is that building that I said, I don't know what it is, but you see the silo here? Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe this was something that they used for like farming. Now my husband growing up in Bethlehem said that they used to break into these outbuildings a lot (gasps) when they were kids. Um, And here's the deer. Right before we got caught by the, and then this freaking weird ass cat that just, just like, <laughs> hey, I'm here. Oh, What's what is up, that? Cat? What's up, cat? Oh, you like put necks on it. Yeah, it's not, yeah. What, are, what the what are hell you am doing? I doing? Yeah, this cat's like, hey. But yeah, I don't know what these buildings are. I have no idea. That one kind of, it almost looks like, like a dormitory. Like, but this field behind here, like, so there there was a building here, and there was, yeah. like, a, it kind of inclined up to where, like, the main state hospital was, but this open field down here, where, like, this is, yeah, actually, it was, like, in here, that's where that deer was. The one with the The dislocated the neck. neck, yeah. Yeah. And then over to the right, over here, is where the, the woods started. Did the, did the staff live on the premises? Cause yeah. Because that almost looks like it could be, like, a staff dormitory. It could be. Like, that's what that, that looks like a place Yeah, because the buildings, in the, as far as what was, what was said, what was on the buildings itself, was yeah. admin buildings, four patient wards, two chapels, dining rooms, operating rooms, auditoriums. And that was another thing, too. It was, like, why at a hospital for the insane do you have an operating room? Like, there's a hospital... Like, in every direction. Or ice pick lobotomies, of course. I'm saying, I don't think that, I That's don't know. That's weird. Yeah, what do they need an operating room for? Yeah. Like, there's no actual evidence that things happened there, but I'm telling you that the treatment, the non-isolation treatment didn't start till 1998, mm-hmm. and this opened in 1913, and we mm-hmm. know how mental institutions were in the 1900s. Not good. Not good. Not good. No. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to have Kyle tell you some of the stories. And... He's got more? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. And freaking... I told you that this sparked because uh, we drove by it to to get to Quakertown the other day. And he... He was like, oh, yeah, we should we should go back and look for look for some more sheds there because there's lots of deer. I was like, Kyle, we haven't been there for five years. Oh, like, let's not God. restart this. Something doesn't want you there, so let's not go he back. He got whacked in the face yeah. by a non-existent baseball bat. Yeah. Had to run to his parents' house like a little bitch. Yeah. And he wants to go back. Yeah. What a moron. Mm-hmm. That's my husband. Love you, Kyle. Love you, Kyle. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Allentown State Hospital. Good story, bro. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it. It's our first one. One down. Woo! Hopefully more to go. Yeah, and uh, we apologize for the audio if it's not great. Um, we had some technical issues. We do have two microphones right now. We're just sharing one. But next time we'll have both up and running, and it'll be a lot easier. And we won't have to sit as close together. Are you uncomfortable? A little. (laughs) You sure you don't want to snuggle? Pretty sure. Okay. Just wondering. Okay. So, um, do you want to take it away with the social media? Yeah. So, um, if, if you so desire, we do have a Twitter and an email and we're working on an Instagram and our Twitter handle is TO2C podcast and two is the number of course for Tales of Two Cities. Um, we have an email, which is to2cpodcast at gmail.com. And assuming that the Instagram handle at to2cpodcast is not taken, that will be our Instagram as soon as I get it set up. So follow us. 
Yes. Um, subscribe. Please, please subscribe. I mean, give us another chance to make another episode. And after that, please subscribe. I can't say that this one's going to be great, but I promise that one's to come. It once was we so get our, great. It was great. It was so great. Yeah. People October, need to listen. October 3rd. Hit that subscribe button. Um, <laughs> She's our tech person. And um, Megan is our social meds person. So be sure to like us and hit subscribe because we we want to. Uh, and also, if you guys have um, things that you want us to talk about, definitely. Yeah, yeah. send it to us. Yeah, send it to us. Um, can't say that we'll get to it right away. Oh, shit. Sorry, Oops. that was my beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, we'll we'll kind of filter through them, and we definitely appreciate your feedback too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, but give us a couple episodes to really uh, iron it out. Don't say any mean things just yet, because we're yeah, just getting nice. started. We're just starting, but we're really excited. We like to tell stories, so we hope um, you like listening to us tell stories. Yes. Okay. Until next time. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>